Good morning to all of you on this first Friday of the month of June. Coming from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios Live, this is Father Stosh Daly, joined in the studio by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. And we welcome you to this first Friday hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you to please join us here in the studio by entering into the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation of sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, Chuck and Joanne, we're back here again. Good morning. <laughs> we are ready. Oh, we yeah. are fired up. Oh, this is a special one. Yeah, in the month of the Sacred Heart. This is the uh, month where we, <clears throat> excuse me, where we really want to just challenge everybody out there to really consider the uh, enthronement if you haven't done one. And if you have, it's great for the renewal. And uh, we're going to give you the number, 614-459-4820. And we have Mary Ellen and Scott Williamson, Thank missionaries. You, Mary Ellen and Scott. Of the Missionaries of the Sacred Heart, answering the phones today, answering your questions and uh, any information uh, that you might want to explore with knowing a little bit more about the Sacred Heart. You can just call and say hello, too. And that's right. <laughs> and remember... It's the, a different room. It's a completely different room. Right. <laughs> and we also have the sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org, uh, that you can go online to uh, register for enthronement. And I know Father will be talking about it this half hour but particularly the uh, the Sacred Heart Month and what a what a great time it is for us to be with you today. And we have a special person that Father is going to share about, and we're all going to share about an apostle of the Sacred Heart. So uh, right now she's kind of a mystery person, so you might have to <laughs> stay tuned. I, you'll be really excited to hear about that. <laughs> so avoid that temptation to switch the dial. Yeah, exactly. Keep, Don't keep do it. Dead. Um, you know, every month we enter into this first Friday uh, hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we always announce for the month the intention that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has asked all Christians to pray for throughout this month. And in this month of June, the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Holy Father has asked that the intention of prayer be for national leaders, for world leaders, and in specific, uh, that national leaders may firmly commit themselves to ending the arms trade, which victimizes so many innocent people throughout the world. So as we come before the glory of the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in this month of June, dedicated to the Sacred Heart, we offer up that prayer on behalf of our Holy Father in union with Him as we adore the Lord. And uh, as Chuck and Joanne said, you know, we're entering into this month. We've uh, left the beautiful month of May dedicated to Our Lady, and now we enter into this month of June, uh, a month that is uh, so beautifully characterized by a month of transition and change. We have so many of our dear young people who are graduating mm. Leaving eighth no grade true. for high school, leaving high school for college or, you know, a job someplace or leaving college mm -hmm. to enter into the workforce. Uh, we have um, such a beautiful gift in the sense that uh, just a couple of days ago, we had a new priest ordained for our diocese, Father Dan Olvera, uh, at the hands of Bishop Campbell. So, you know, as we enter into this month of June, life around us is fixed and filled with all kinds of transitions and movements and, well, even moves, Chuck and Joanne. Yes, know? we People are in the moving, moving mode. <laughs> so, <laughs> even in the midst of all this transition and moving, it's important for us to um, basically have that stability in our lives, the stability of the Lord, and to know that uh, His love becomes the bedrock upon which we stand. And so as we enter into this month of June, we have the opportunity to just revisit the power of His Sacred Heart and to realize that you know, from his heart issues forth this love, this mercy that each one of us needs and each one of us has to build our lives upon. And that's basically what gives us the strength and also the joy <laughs> to be able to endure and persevere through these great challenges and changes that so many of us occur. You know, uh, we were chit-chatting over the past couple of days about, you know, well, I'm looking for this book 
but we're moving, so this book has disappeared. Yes, so, <laughs> many chaos things can have disappeared and resurfaced. <laughs> so you know, as we uh, as we move through life, or move from one home to another, <laughs> move from one school to another, or from one school into a job. It's important to facilitate, to maintain some kind of stability in our life. And oh, the stability Father, comes from the Lord. It's so true. And when moving or making a transition, we have two grandchildren. I'm actually on my way to a kindergarten graduation at Our Lady of Bethlehem after this program. But to realize that we take what's important with us, which is the Lord mm-hmm. and, yeah, exactly. and the love that we have for right. those that, you know, whether we're closing a door on a life experience or on a shelter that, you know, it's not about clinging to that or our possessions, right. which we've had to get rid of many downsizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. for those that yeah. come by T-Way, you'll see the sign up, <laughs> sale pending. pending. Just, just right. head, head west, you'll find us head west. But mm-hmm. I also think as we talk about this month of change, it's a great month to really put the sacred heart at the head of the family today. And boy, do we need it. And I know for Joanne and I, this move has really been peaceful, Father. Yeah, amazingly and it, so. Yeah, and I, I know. And for anyone been, who's moved, it's, yeah. they yeah. can usually testify it's not so yeah. peaceful. Yeah, we've yeah. had others. <laughs> and we, we know that after we had our home and throne, mm-hmm. that this change started to occur. Then yeah. all at once. But the peace and the love of Jesus, and the love within the family. Absolutely, And we, we had a group over on Memorial Day. Our whole family was there at the last swim of the uh, T-Way pool. <laughs> and, uh, but it was just peaceful. It yeah. was like mm-hmm. the whole family was together. And uh, when there's 23 of us, that doesn't always happen. And we just attribute it to that. And to also, the, Chuck, the heart. you know, that our children have also done the home enthronement. Right. That if you are out there as parents and grandparents, and if you have uh, even, you know, the going off to college, the dorm room, encourage them to enthrone their homes. It's one thing for mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, but, you know, you can spread this starting with your own circle. Yeah. And especially for those families out there who have children that are moving from, okay, kindergarten to first grade or from eighth grade into high school or from high school off to university, Mm -hmm. or for those who have children who are leaving from university to go off to the workforce and move out, this is the perfect time to make sure that you can give the greatest gift possible to those children, to make sure that they understand that Christ has to be the center of their lives because he's the center of the home and he's the center of the soul. So this, I mean, it's really a great time to bring that image of the Lord's sacred heart into your home, not just through the picture, but through the prayer to make the Lord the center of your family's life as these transitions start to occur, as we're you know, moving Father, or graduating. He comes, as you have told us so many times, as we are. Yes. So it's... <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't come to the wait. cap and gown. You exactly. know, he comes as yeah. we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. But, I mean, so he he wants to enter in to yeah. no matter what the family's circumstance is, no matter where but, we are, he'll take that, whatever it is, that little effort to open the door to invite him. And it is a process. It is a, you know, something that grows. And uh, Monsignor used the example last night at St. Andrews of uh, the little seed Mm -hmm. and looking at, you know, his garden and how they started small. And really that can even be our love for the sacred heart and his mother. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. who we are or what age we are. There's always going to be change. There's always going to be transition. But for our dear young people who are graduating, going from one school to another, uh, I remember the, the very powerful words of Father Michael Scanlon when he said, you know, there's no one so lonely as a freshman on a campus. Oh, oh I remember yeah. that you know, when he and did say he that. He really, he hit the note right yep. on, right there on the chord. And, and it's so powerful. But for those of you who perhaps do have children leaving for college, this is the mm-hmm. time to introduce them to the love of the Sacred Heart. You know, make, for the love of your, of your children, but also for the love of the Lord, make sure that they know how to pray before they leave the Mm -hmm. home. You know, and I know that might sound a bit odd because it's like, well, they're seniors in high school. They better know how to pray. Well, it's something Mm -hmm. easy to talk about, but not always easy to do. And one of the greatest tools you can give a child as they prepare to head off to university or maybe even to high school is to make sure that they they are able to know how to return to the Lord. And if your family or your household Mm. 
returns to the Sacred Heart, making the Lord's Sacred Heart the center of your home. That's a beautiful way to quietly instruct them in how to do that. Oh, Father, that's so important. And as we honor that image in our home, to be able to spend time with it and to enter into not just saying those prayers that we memorize, right, right, of yeah, opening absolutely. our heart and asking the Lord, yeah. having that conversational, personal prayer is something that many people have not experienced. Well, and I think it's a good challenge to remember oh, yeah. that heaven is supposed to be where we're going. Yeah. And so we want each other as we move from one home to another, or we want our children as they go off to college, you know, we want them to know, okay, no matter where we may go in life, we're supposed to see each other again in heaven. So yeah. how do we stay focused on the Lord now so as to be with him forever and bring in the Lord's sacred heart into our homes? That's the tool he gives to us, you know, to always keep him at the center. You know, every time we, every time we acknowledge his presence to make sure that he's at the center of our lives. You know, and if your hearts are being moved at this time where you're considering an enthronement or you have maybe a question, call in 614-459-4820. 614-459-4820 or sacredheartcolumbus.org. And uh, Scott and Mary Ellen Williamson are on the phone as missionaries of the Sacred Heart. And I thought, Father, as we talk about this month of the Sacred Heart, maybe share with our audience that this is all over the world being celebrated. <laughs> it's it's it not is, just yeah. here in <clears throat> Columbus or in this studio. No. And, and you know, it's, it's just like it's the mystery of our Lord's love made manifest anywhere. Anywhere you have the Catholic Church, anywhere you have a church, a tabernacle, you know, the Lord's presence is there. And wherever his presence is, his heart is beating there, you know, and Mm. it's a universal reality. It's a universal devotion. You know, as I was sharing with you the other day, uh, a couple weekends ago, I had three friends of mine come down from Toronto, Canada, but they're all uh, Indian by birth. So they're immigrants from India to Canada, and they came to visit me, and they walk in the house, and of course, they were just completely, they're like, this is the image of the Sacred Heart we've been looking for. Back home in India, every single Catholic household had the Sacred Heart there. Wow. And, uh, and of course, they found the image, and as I told you, the Lord kicked me in the yeah. rear to give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know whether oh, Joanne that, would have been as generous. I, I agree. <laughs> well, the I, Lord gives, the Lord great takes. example. The Lord offers my own possessions to others. <laughs> so. But I was very happy to share with them, but it was so beautiful that they said every home in their part of India had the Sacred Heart. Every home. So it's not just something that's here in central Ohio. It's not just something that, you know, Father and Chuck and Joanne are trying mm-hmm. to advocate. I mean, this is something that belongs to every yeah. every baptized Christian. Every baptized Christian has a place, has a home within the sacred heart of Jesus. And, uh, you know, and every time we encounter his love, it, we, we have a beautiful opportunity to remember his love comes forth from the heart. The heart pierced for us on the cross. And uh, as we enter into this month of June... One of the reasons why this month of June is so special is because usually, normally, the Feast of the Sacred Heart always falls on a Friday in June. The date is, you know, always bouncing around because it follows the Easter schedule. Yeah, I never knew that till you explained uh, that. Well, this is how the church keeps us on our toes, uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> Keeping things bouncing around throughout uh, the year. Oh, <laughs> and having people explain it. Thank so, you, Father. You know, this year, the Feast of the Sacred Heart um, falls on a Friday, Friday, uh, June 23rd. Um, so it, just looking ahead, if you have the opportunity, just mark that date down in your calendar and just make, uh, make a goal of attending Holy Mass on that Feast of the Sacred Heart, re- receiving the spiritual reality of our Lord's Sacred Heart and the Sacred Host, and giving thanks for all of the blessings you know, the Lord has bestowed upon you. So as we enter into this month of the Sacred Heart, we also have the opportunity to have the feast, the actual feast day of the Sacred Heart. And of course, this month of June this year gives us a twofer. We have the first Friday devotions today. We get to remember with great fondness the Sacred Heart. And we also have the actual feast on June 23rd, that Friday. And then the following day, we get to celebrate the beauty of the Immaculate Heart you of know, Mary. You know, our faith is celebration. It is. Really. If you really live the liturgical calendar, if you really enter in, it is so exciting. <laughs> And there's I never a dull celebra- moment. You know? I know. I love celebration. <laughs> and there's always something to celebrate in a beautiful way in the Lord. And long Are you going to make that meatloaf in the shape of Sacred Heart again? <laughs> you know, that could be a return of the meatloaf. In your in the- new home. <gasps> Father, you've given me a great idea. <laughs> and for those oh, yeah. that have, I like for, it. for those that have had their home and throat, if you've had your home and throne, it's a great, great way to renew that enthronement oh, on the Feast of the Sacred Absolutely. Heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and we've found that 
it's not once and done, Father, right? No, not at all. It's a reality that has to be lived every moment. And I know people say, why the Sacred Heart? And maybe, Father, just explain again why people should have their home and throne today. Well, first of all, because the Lord gives us his heart. And, I mean, if the Lord is going to give us something, uh, why would we not take full advantage to accept Mm. it and treasure it and hold on to it and possess it? Uh, The other thing, the other reason why, is because the Lord said himself in his conversations with St. Margaret Mary that he would bless, he would bless the homes where the image of his sacred heart was honored and venerated. So, I mean, those are his own words taken from the conversation he had with St. Margaret Mary, that he would bless every home where the image of his sacred heart was exposed and venerated. And that's a little different than the divine mercy, what he said to St. Faustina. Mm-hmm. didn't really say those exact words. No, he, he invited everyone to return to his mercy. Right. And, you know, what's beautiful is St. Faustina herself, she at one point had that vision where she saw the heart of Christ in the sky you know, pouring forth the reality. The two the are such a yeah. compliment. And they are, they're exactly. And it's always strange, you know, sometimes we find that which really speaks to us and there's that temptation to um, have our devotion compete against other devotions. Mm-hmm. It is the Lord. Yeah. It's the Lord. So we accept the Lord into our homes. We accept the Lord into our hearts. And what's so beautiful is he knows who we are. He knows the age within which we live and he gives us what is needed. You know, there was a moment where humanity had grown cold. He reminded us of the beating love of his heart. Then humanity had begun to, begun to suffer these world wars, you know, yeah. the afflictions of our own age. And he reminds us of mercy. He reminds Ooh. us of mercy. So here we are on this first Friday, and we have so much to consider. Um, but you're right, Chuck. The Lord gives us this, and so that's why we do well to accept it. Now, and honor Father, it. I've said to people that talk about divine mercy and sacred heart, it's not either or. It's, it's both, a both and. and. It really is a both and. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, it, the mercy issues forth with the love yeah. from the heart, from the pure side, and you know, from that heart is this incredible love for everyone, but especially the sinner. And the more we know the love the more we know how much mercy we need. This is true. Oh, yeah. And also the Lord, as you mentioned, one of the promises, he gave us 12 promises uh, to St. Margaret Mary back in 1675. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, the Lord gives us what we need, and he doesn't give us everything at one time. Right. And we notice when we enthrone our home, actually it Maybe the spiritual aspect got a little dry a little bit sure. after enthroning it. It yeah. can seem to get a little worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the condi- that's true, yeah. Yeah, the conditions. As he cleans out. Because they, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's right. That's what and he brings has. to light. Yeah, because in order for us to really have that relationship with Jesus through the Sacred Heart, we sometimes have to get to that point where we have to break open our hearts. It's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very true. Yeah. yeah, and that's the gift. And break open our hearts for love, because yeah. that's his message, is love. And, you know, there's probably a lot of our listeners right now, uh, more than likely, you know, sitting in the car, admiring the bumper of the car in front of them, just sitting there on the freeway, stuck in traffic. Or we also have many listeners who, you know, l- listen while they're at their cubicle or while they're at their home. And, you know, and if you're listening to these words about the Sacred Heart and you're listening to these words about the love that Christ has for you and how he desires to dwell with you and you're thinking— I'm just not in a place. I my prayer life really stinks. You know, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Well, guess what? This is perfectly for you. It this is. was custom made for you. Um, whether you're in your car, whether in your cubicle, whether you know you're admiring how Chuck keeps Father and Joanne on task. That's to you, Chris Morrow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, regardless of who you are, where you are, oh. and how you pray, and if you can pray, the Sacred Heart, you know, of our Lord Jesus Christ is meant for you. It's meant for everyone. Mm. Whether you have a family of many or whether you're in a household of one, the Lord wants to dwell with you there, and He also wants to have that share in your life so that you can share in His life. You know. Mm. And again, the testimonies that we receive, and we're blessed to have over 40 missionary teams. And uh, Thank you, missionaries. And actually, the program director of St. Gabriel Radio is part of that team, and they're doing an enthronement right now, Carol and Dave Orsborn. And what what a gift it is to be able to see 40 teams committed to this because they've received the blessing. Right. 
and they want to go out and extend pass this. Pass it on. Pass it on. They this, as individuals have yeah. come to know the love of the Lord themselves, yeah. which and, is beautiful. And so, again, it's 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. Any question you would have, you can sign up today or go on our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And, Father, we always have heard from people that it's not necessarily the first time they hear it that they sign up. It's almost a process. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Have you found that? Oh, absolutely. You know, someone will pick up the brochure. Someone will receive the holy card. Someone will encounter one of our missionaries at one of the conferences we have or the Sacred Heart Congress. Mm -hmm. Or there'll be an adoration and they'll read something about the Sacred Heart. And then as they're leaving one of the adoration chapels in our area, they find information on it. And it's just the seed. It's the seed being planted, and then it's watered because they happen to tune in, expecting Father Ricardo, and then they hear our three beautiful, lovely voices (laughs) and wonder, what happened to Father Ricardo? And then they they say, well, this is the time. Okay, I've heard the invitation. I received this over and over and over again. Now's the time for me to jump on this. And, um, you know, we invite you to call in or email in, visit the website. But at the same time, uh, you know, just get our Lord... Invite our Lord's presence into your home. And Father, you've said in the past, if say you're in a family situation where there really is opposition. Sure. Where someone yeah. is that saying, you know, I yeah. do not want this in my home. And and what I remember you saying is, well, get a holy card with a, you know, exactly. bring our Lord's image into yeah. your home in a small way, in a place that's, you know, acceptable or, right. and kind of just allow him to come in. And I also invite you out there to look around your home today and say, what holy reminders exactly. do you oh, have yeah. in your home as you, you know, live your day yeah. and walk through those rooms? We know that television has a very large presence. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now the computer, too. And now the computer. Yep. So, you know, just the to... Phone. Uh, and the phone. And the phone. And the phone. Oh, yeah. The screens. But also, more and more... We need to have those You know, reminders. a good uh, measuring stick or a good thermometer of your spiritual life is just to, now brace yourself, is to say, what do I hold on to more during the day, my phone or my rosary? Ooh, my rosary. Good for you. <laughs> I have a flip phone. I wish phone. I could answer as honestly. Wow, I have a flip phone. <laughs> you know, I was, and maybe Father, we're touching on a lot of different subjects here in regards to the beauty of the Sacred Heart, but we also... Last month you shared on Fatima, and oh, this yeah. is the yeah. we're part of that six month from May to exactly. October. Yeah, we're in the age and of Fatima. And in June, uh, the message was, and I had just looked at it last night in the June when she appeared, June thirteenth, uh, to the three children. Really, the message was pray the rosary. Exactly. Yeah. And I was thinking the month of June, pray the rosary. Have your home and throne, family rosary. And that's, and that's part of the preparation we bring. Yes. Is to learn the rosary. And, it, yes. and if you already learn it, then to pray it every day. Yeah, And it's in our mm. book, our manual. And if you've never prayed mm. it, that's okay. You can, we, we just go along with the manual. You can read right from the manual and get comfortable. But um, that, And I can't that, let this go. Okay. Our Lady appeared on June 13th, which is the feast of St. Anthony of Padua. A good friend of mine. So, right. you know those Franciscans, they work their way into everything. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know, I read that, but I didn't, I didn't really promote the Franciscan movement. And now that you brought it up. But we do love them. Well, we do I'm a, love them. You know, I'm a Dominican boy raised at St. Patrick's and loving the friars there and just growing up with the Dominican saints and taught by the sisters and so on and so forth. But St. Anthony of Padua, I mean... It, you got to love St. Anthony of Padova. I mean, come on. He's got one miracle after another, after another, after He's another. He's helped me out a lot. And actually, it speaks volumes because the town in Fatima, of Fatima in Portugal, you know, they were going wildly crazy celebrating the feast of St. Anthony of Padova hmm. because he was born in Lisboa. He was born huh. in Lisbon, Portugal. So for those children to skip out on the party, the festival, huh. the festivities of celebrating the great St. Anthony of Padova, to skip out on his party to go off into the cova to visit hmm. Our Lady— that right there is a huge testimony. Those children knew it was the mother of God visiting. Because mm. to skip out on Anthony, to mm. go for some lady mm. over a bush, it had to be the mother of God. And so when she spoke to them, pray the rosary, everything came full circle. Mm. You know, the holiness, the desire for holiness. And this is a little brief of what she shared. I want you, she's talking to the children to come here on the 13th of next month. 
I want you to continue saying the rosary every day, Father. Every day. It wasn't like, okay, once a year or once a month. And after each one of the mysteries, my children, I want you to pray in this way. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fire of hell. Take all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need. I want you to learn to read and write. Isn't it interesting to read and write? And later I will tell you what else I want of you. And I know, Father, you've been there. You've yeah. you've experienced this whole um, beauty of Fatima and the messages. But what got me was pray the rosary daily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and also yeah. sometimes the confusion with our Protestant brothers and sisters that Mary takes a uh, place that precedes our Lord, and nothing is further than the truth. No, not at that all. That she brings That's, us yeah. to Jesus and those two hearts you know, so united, and that's, you know, we bring the statue of Fatima Mm -hmm. when we do the home enthronement preparation because she does pave the way. She is the mother who wants her children to love each other. Yeah, oh, that's so simple and true. (laughs) Put it on a card. (laughs) Oh, mother, say that at some point. I'm your mother. Love each other. Father, I know we're going into session two here coming up, but... (sighs) We oh, talked about a mystery. We talked about a mystery guest. Yeah, another Franciscan's going to pop up on our radar here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, embrace ourselves. Exciting. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Very good. It really is. Do you want to close us in prayer? Let's bring ourselves before the Lord as we bring this first segment to a close. We'll offer up our uh, daily covenant renewal. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you, and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families in the nights to come, and help us to live that we might get to heaven and reign with you forever. Amen. Amen. Walsh University invites you to attend the life-changing Mercy and Mary Retreat with best-selling author of 33 Days to Morning Glory, Father Michael Gately. June 23rd through the 25th at Walsh University. Registration includes powerful talks by Father Gately, time for quiet prayer, adoration, confession, holy mass, meals, and more. Mercy is a particular form of love when it encounters poverty, weakness, brokenness, sin. In Romans 5 verse 20, St. Paul says, where sin abounded, grace abounded all the more. So that in a time of unprecedented evil, God wants to give unprecedented grace. Don't miss the Mercy and Mary Retreat with Father Michael Gately at Walsh University, June 23rd through the 25th. Seating is limited, so register by June 9th. For more details and ticket information, log on to events.marianmissionaries.org. That's events.marianmissionaries.org. Global Financial Partners in Westerville proud supporter of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. That's Global Financial Partners. A prayer for the success of the Bishop's Annual Appeal. Dear Lord, help your church to be an instrument of grace in people's lives, a place of mercy and hope where all are embraced, loved, forgiven, and strengthened in living the gospel in faith, hope, and charity. Open our hearts to recognize the spiritual and material needs of our brothers and sisters. May each of us extend a generous support to the Bishop's Annual Appeal. Amen. Edgewood Home Maintenance, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, and handyman services. Online at edgewoodhm.com. That's edgewoodhm.com. Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We are here in the studios 
This is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson, and we're bringing to you this First Friday Sacred Heart Hour. As we begin this next segment, I invite you to please join us as we enter into the Gospel passage that will be proclaimed on the Feast of the Sacred Heart on June 23rd. So it's taken from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Now, in the Lord's own words, in the beginning of that particular Gospel passage, as he is exclaiming to the Father, um, you know, the hidden things have been kept from the wise and the learned, but they've been revealed to the little ones. Yes, I the thought little ones, about that. You know, so as we enter into this next segment, oh. we're going to have the opportunity to learn about one of the Lord's little ones. We have a very special uh, person we decided to share with you on this Sacred Heart Hour on this month of June, and that is the beautiful but brief but beautiful um, exploration into the life of a woman who has been relatively unknown, mm-hmm. um, and the Holy Spirit has kind of guided us who work with the Sacred Heart enthronement to make her more known, especially here in our area of Ohio. And that is the woman who goes by the name of Julia Greeley. She is known as an Apostle of the Sacred Heart. Joanne, um, we have a little bit of information about her life. We do. And why don't you share what we have about I her? I would love to. Father, she is... Um extraordinary in her ordinariness exactly i think she gives us all hope of just uh doing small things with great love absolutely and also she's here at a time when we need her i think especially in our nation Mm. and uh, i'll read a little background about her but i am so excited about julia Greeley, (laughs) and uh, i can really say that um, she is my new dear dear friend and sister in christ julia was born a slave around 1840 in Missouri. Julia Greeley, excuse me, Julia Greeley was partially blind by a slave's master's whip. She became a Catholic in 1880 at Sacred Heart Church in Denver and devoted the rest of her life to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. She especially loved the poor giving them all she owned and serving them with all her strength. She walked miles regularly to hand out Catholic literature and religious articles. She loved firefighters, visiting each station monthly to pray for their safety. She received communion daily and spent long hours adoring the Blessed Sacrament. She died on her way to Mass at Sacred Heart Church on June 7, 1918, which then was the feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Those who knew Julia regarded her as a saint. She was buried at Mount Olivet Cemetery near Denver, and miracles have since been attributed to her intercession. And Father, just reading a little more, filling in the lines, this is kind of the, um, you know, the outline of her life. But she had a mother who was also, of course, a slave, Mm -hmm. mistreated. Yeah. And she could have been bitter. She could have been angry. She could have spent the rest of her life really kind of dwelling on that because she had even lost eyesight exactly yeah. and so she didn't she definitely knew what it was to suffer yes oh yeah and forgive yeah and i think you know one of the things that really struck me about her life is um something that you know you and chuck have worked so tirelessly to uh make known especially through all of the work you've done with the men's and women's conference and men's ministry and women's mm-hmm. ministry 
is to help people who live the ordinary life realize that holiness is for them. And, you know, you can see that in like the men's conference, women's conference. These are thousands and thousands of beautiful people who live an ordinary life. um, But they're responding to the call given by the Lord to become holy. The men who go to the men's conference, the women who go to the women's conference. And I couldn't help but think of all those people who went Hmm. to those conferences just a couple of months ago when I was reading about Julia. Because Julia very much was, and this is not an insult, she was an ordinary person living an extraordinary desire for holiness. Yeah. I love the uh, the part where she would visit fire stations just to pray for the firefighters. You know, we asked you, why a fire station? I loved your answer, Father, that because they're open, they're because there. they're available. Yeah, they're there. And yeah. they're there. A lot of times right. they're, you know, they're just kind of waiting for the yep. bell to ring. <clears throat> And, and that, when that bell does ring, they're automatically in danger. Exactly. And she would go and pray for them, you know, and uh, what, a, what a beautiful task. And I immediately, when I was going through her life, I thought of the fire station just down Broad Street yeah, in Holy yeah. Family. And it's like, I periodically go down there and drop off bread. And I was like, I don't pray for the poor guys. I got to pray for them, you know, but that's what's needed. And it just that, and of course, people would share their memories about Julia and everywhere she went. She pulled this little red wagon behind her with yeah. the goodies that she was delivering to people. And how she would oftentimes deliver that which was needed to the families under the cover of darkness so as not to humiliate them. Yes, I love that too. In small things with the great love. You know, when I think of Julia, I think of those corporal works of mercy that Mm -hmm. everything that we touch in our ordinary lives can be touched in being more like Christ Hmm. or it can be touched in our humanness that could be anger, upset over something, dwelling on things that are not relevant, but they're preoccupying us. So she has really helped me free myself and realize what it's all about is serving others in love because she did it in love. And that's really what the Sacred Heart, it's interesting that she had this devotion to the Sacred Heart Father. Absolutely. And what's beautiful is she... uh... You know, at the time, if I'm correct, the Jesuits are running that church. And yes. the Jesuits, you know, for a good amount of time have really been uh, the heavy-duty preachers of the Sacred Heart. And they planted within her such mm-hmm. a deep, powerful love for union with the Lord that in her own way she sought to sanctify the world around her. And, of course, one of the ways that she did that was by becoming— well, she spent hours every day in front of our Lord in prayer— Praying the Rosary every day. She even affiliated herself with the Secular Franciscan Order. So there they go, showing up <laughs> in this story again. But you know, just the way she loved. It, I mean, it's not like she was. Uh, it's not like she did anything that uh, caught the attention of world leaders. But she did catch the attention of her neighbor because of the way she loved. And she wasn't trying to catch the attention of her neighbor. She was trying to do things inconspicuously. She was trying to do things in a way to keep people at peace without exposing their own poverty. But people who knew her, people who came to benefit from her love, people who came to love her, the priest and the fellow parishioners, they came to realize this woman's love for the Lord is real and it's undeniable. And when she passed away, one of the other extraordinary signs I read is that over a thousand people yeah. came to hours and hours out, in the church, like five hours yep. of procession in all class of people, yep. all, you know, the whole circle, the whole gamut of humanity. Yeah. And people looked at each other like, I didn't know you knew Julia Greeley. <laughs> and yeah. isn't that what happens to that, you know, in her little hidden way mm-hmm. now the lord is she's a servant of god she's being you know really investigated to raise up to sainthood the a, official sainthood if you google julia greeley her last name is g-r-e-e-l-e-y julia greeley if you just google that you'll come up with some information there's a website uh with information about her and on that website is a wonderfully done video a very brief video oh, about it's her. Beautiful. But in that video, it highlights how she was walking along one day and she encountered um, a lady and um, she ended up helping her mop the floor. And as she was in the home, she started to realize that this family might be Catholic. So she asked him if they were Catholic. Yes, indeed they were. And she said, well, where are your children? You know, and they said, well, we had one child and the child passed away. And Julia immediately <laughs> said, you will have another um, and eventually they did have another child. And the only photo we have of Julia is holding that little I baby girl. That. And uh, that's the only photo we have. And, 
you know, even just in this very simple, but the only photo we have of Julia holding that little child, um, you can see just the docility in her, the love, the tenderness, the lowliness, you know, the lowliness, almost the humility. Um, but just her ability, she's always volunteering. And once again, and, like you so said, Joe, and she could have very easily become very embittered oh. by what had happened in life. But instead, giving yourself over to the Lord, like Chuck said earlier, when you allow your heart to be pierced, it's then that you're able to be loved. And she called that little girl her little white angel. That's right. And yeah. the only picture, they're both dressed in white. That's right. Yeah. Julia is very dark in her African-American and this little girl couldn't have been whiter. <laughs> it's right, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. The image that our Lord, even I think for healing and for a bridge. And I, I just, ah, oh, I, and then they're holding a rosary in the picture. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. And um, again, it's the Sacred Heart Hour and our phone number is 614-459-4820. Call in. We're talking about First Fridays, we're talking about the enthronement, and now we're talking about a very special lady. Um, but it all brings us back to Christ. That's what she does. She brings us back to his love. And how do we, you know, how do how can we have that type of love in our house where we can be serving our families better? And it's really with that enthronement. 614-459-4820. Or go on our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And I think of Julia, there are a lot of Julias today. Oh, absolutely. And Father, you mentioned that this is new for America. I mean, you can go over to Italy, you said, and (laughs) see saints on every block. Uh, Yeah, there are some villages where it's, you know, there's, you know, every town, every village has its, you know, has its venerable, has its blessed, has its saint. Well, just Perugia and Assisi. I mean, there's like saints everywhere. But in our country, you know, it's about time that... The fruit of the proclamation of the gospel, mm. you know, is just that. It's born. It's received. And people take notice of the saints. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, we had the beautiful announcement that, oh, my, another Franciscan, Solanus Casey, <laughs> is going to be beatified in Detroit. See, they show up everywhere. They show up everywhere. <laughs> Solanus Casey in Detroit. What a beautiful opportunity to give thanks and praise to God for the holiness that Solanus exhibited. Now we've got Julia Greeley in Denver. You know, Father, this might be a good time to, uh, you know, also uh, explain about the process of sainthood and mm. about praying to Julia, interceding sure. for the miracle that is needed for her to be beatified, and then another one sure. needed for canonization. I know there's a large effort in Columbus to pray for Becky Faust. And so people might also have people in their lives or join that particular effort um, to pray and to pray for the miracle. Well, and I think, you know, there's this line that goes around, which is just so beautiful in its summary. Holiness breeds holiness. Mm -hmm. So when we learn about other people who are holy and we start to learn more about their lives, it inspires us to also want to be holy. And the reason why is because we say they are, we're very much alike. You know, mm-hmm. I am not somebody who's great. I'm not somebody who's a world leader. I'm not someone who can change, you know, climate control and everything mm-hmm. like this. But I can live my life in the way I need to live it. Julia Greeley did. You know, Solanus Casey did. Um, you know, Julia Greeley was so beautiful in her, primarily because she's a beautiful word spoken from the mouth of God to the lay people of today. Yeah. To the laity, you too are to be holy. You too are to, are called to change the world, you know. And as we contemplate the face of Christ, uh, with the aid and the assistance and the example of holiness lived by the holy ones around us, today we are you know encouraging the listeners and those who have already grown in their love for the Sacred Heart to look at the example of holiness lived by this beautiful soul, Julia Greeley, and to find in her a model of mercy, but also a way to be an apostle of the Sacred Heart. And as we um, bring to a close this segment, um, we're just going to entrust our prayers from the segment to Julia Greeley. So we ask, Heavenly Father, your servant, Julia Greeley, dedicated her life to honoring the sacred heart of your son and to the humble service of your children, especially the poor. If it be in accord with your holy will, please grant the favors we entrust to you through the intercession of Julia Greeley. We also ask in the name of Jesus, whose sacred heart filled Julia's heart with love for all she met, that we may follow her example of humility and simplicity in loving you and our neighbors. 
Amen. And Amen. Father, maybe we could put something on our website on the Sacred Heart Columbus. Put the website That's for a great idea. Julia Greeley. Oh, yeah. and, uh, We're always looking for good things. You links. know, a connector yeah. for more information. Because I know people will more and more want to have that. Mm-hmm. There are many ways to listen to AM820 on the radio, online, and on smartphones. Listen live on your Android and iPhone using St. Gabriel Radio's very own app available from your app store. You can also get the Catholic perspective on your computer. Just go to stgabrielradio.com and use the listen button at the top of the homepage. Tune into the faith as you cruise across town and around the world. Bishop Campbell will celebrate the joy and sacredness of holy matrimony with married couples at the Diocesan Jubilee of Anniversaries on Sunday, June 25th. A special certificate will be awarded to couples following Mass at 2.30 and a reception at St. Matthew Parish in Gahanna. Spouses celebrating 25th wedding anniversaries and every five-year anniversary thereafter are invited to attend. Register online at columbuscatholic.org. That's columbuscatholic.org. Fortner Upholstering. Family-owned and operated, providing quality craftsmanship and custom-ordered furniture. Online at FortnerINC.com. Instead of trading in your old car, truck, or van, think about donating it to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. In fact, St. Gabriel Radio is a nonprofit that accepts all vehicle donations. Your gift helps to spread the Word of God to a multitude of listeners all over Ohio and may qualify you for a tax break. It's easy and hassle-free. Call 614-459-4820 or visit us online at stgabrielradio.com. Veritas Tile Works, specializing in custom home interiors, remodeling, kitchens, and bathrooms. Veritas Tile Works in Lancaster. Call 614-554-2612. Hello and welcome back as we bring to a close this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month. This is Father Stosh Daly in the studio at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. We've entered into this hour discussing everything from the reality of our Lord's Sacred Heart to his feast day coming up on towards the end of June to even a very special dear soul whose fame and popularity is starting to grow, and that's Julia Greeley, who's an apostle of the Sacred Heart. And uh, as we contemplate, uh, once again, the face of Christ and we consider his invitation for us to become one with him, there's going to be that implicit reality of holiness, and how each one of us needs to be holy, and how when we bring our Lord into our home, into our lives, holiness is very much possible, and not it's needed, too. You know, Father, um, that holiness, and I, you know, I think of the men out there today, particularly that might not have any desire for doing an enthronement. And the, the reason I invite them to reconsider is the fact that you are the head of the household, and the children love, again, we say this in men's ministry, the children love their moms, but they watch their dads. And I know as dads, we all have areas that we can improve upon. And one of those areas is growing in our holiness. And there's no greater, and we can't do it on our own. So there's no greater way than to help our families grow in our holiness that we grow in our holiness, and that's through the Sacred Heart. And and as we talk about the process of the Sacred Heart coming in for the enthronement, we talk about a preparation phase, and then seven days later, the enthronement phase. Each one takes an hour, and I know, Joanne, you have mentioned a lot about they don't have to bring a thing. Nothing. What you just need to do is invite us and open the door. We bring so <laughs> everything else, and uh, it's not about your home. It's not about any gestures of hospitality. It's just about inviting, not even Chuck and I, you're inviting our Lord and his mother into your home, and that's the total focus. I think that's it. We are just the missionaries bringing Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. And actually, it's not about whether your house is neat. 
Oh, we, no. we talked we about had to that wait father. For that. It would be a long time. <laughs> yeah, whether you needed new flooring first <laughs> uh, or you needed something else done to your house. No, your house is ready now. Yeah, your home well, is ready now. Yep. Your home is ready. And what, family life is messy. Yep, and family, mm-hmm. I love that because it is, and it's going to continue. But the difference is you're putting Jesus at the center. Yeah, and you know, I to those of you who are listening, um, and perhaps struggling with stress, stress because of the workplace, mm. stress because of family life, stress because of making ends meet, stress because of a difficulty in your own relationship, perhaps with your spouse or with your children or with your parents. Or the news. You know, and the stress with everything mm. going on in the world. You know, this stress is so incredibly oppressive. We know it has an effect on our mind. Mm. We know people who suffer from headaches because of stress. We know stress has an effect on the heart. You know, people have heart issues because of stress, blood pressure. Stress is an incredible force to be reconciled with and to be remedied, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the greatest ways we can, you know, take care of this stress in today's world is by giving it to the Lord, not mm-hmm. carrying it on our own shoulders. The Lord says he wants us to basically saddle up with him, journey through life with him. And, you know, people will come, and my heart breaks, especially in the confessional. When people are in the confessional, like they're just... Father, I'm on the verge of breaking. I'm on the verge mm. of snapping. Do you have our Lord in your home? Mm. I ask. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I think he's there. No, I think. You know? yeah. Have you asked him to come into your home? This stress that is breaking you is not, it's not normal. It's not healthy. And it's definitely going to work in contrary to you wanting to be holy. You want to be holy? Um, give that stress to the Lord. Bring the Lord into your home to be able to cope and with that stress. And make room for him. You know, we have really turned down listening to the news and the media, and it's made a big difference making more room for the Lord. Peace. Peace. The peace the Lord brings. Yeah. Yeah. And and we need to recognize we need that relationship on the home front where we have honest communication. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is there's so many instruments today that prevent you from even having conversations within the family. Well, I know parents are, you know, parents are overwhelmed with the responsibilities of work and family life and the bills. And they come and they say, I just, the stress is building. It's like, you need the grace that God wants to give to Mm -hmm. you. Well, guess what? The first promise our Lord makes, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Not my words, his words. Remember, I'm in sales. He's management. (laughs) I'm in sales. He's upper management is telling us, I'm going to give you the grace if you just open yourself up to my heart. And then the second one, just as powerful, I will give peace to their families. We spoke of earlier how our lady in Fatima, she came and she spoke to the three seers, the three children, the three shepherd children. What? So that her children may love one another. Her mm-hmm. son, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, and those of us that she adopts to the order of grace. She wants her children to love one another. And the peace that comes to our families when our Lord is brought into the home is undeniable. Now, we also mentioned... Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people, people bring the sacred heart, and sometimes there is a little bit of difficulty there because the Lord needs to clean things up and push things out. And uh, But he brings the peace. He brings peace. Oh, and at the end of that journey of sometimes difficulty mm-hmm. is more peace. Absolutely. And yeah. healing. Yeah. So don't be afraid. And there's that desire on the part of the Lord to console us in our yeah. troubles. And you know, I, well, like you said earlier, you're moving. Yeah. Uh, okay, if that does not constitute as a trouble, I don't know what does. You have to you pack know, everything up and move it. But the he brings peace. told us this is not going to be easy because we were. <laughs> this is, you're entering into a difficult time, and he keeps saying, "You're not typical. You're not typical." And I was like, "Really?" But you know, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And and we know, and I think everybody that's ever experienced having their home and throne. It doesn't mean all the problems and all the issues are going to dissipate. No. What it does mean is that all of a sudden those are going to start coming to the forefront where you're able to really process that through prayer and through love where the Lord handles those. It's not us to handle them. And I I know for myself, Father, I, I used to enjoy coming home, turning on the news, watching the news, and then I said, I need my time to wind down, and then it's about, okay, let let me go ahead now and visit the family. 
Absolutely. And I, I had my priorities backwards. It's when you come home as dads or moms today, you need to enter into the family and the sacred heart will allow that to happen where you won't turn in the turn on the the television. You won't go to your phones. You won't go to other things. You'll say, I'm here now present for my family. Families need mom and dads today. Yeah. And you know, my one of my favorite scriptures is all things work to the good for those who love God. So our job is to love God mm-hmm. and bringing him into our home and throning our home is one way. It's not the only way, but it's a powerful way. Is, yeah. So when something happens in your life or in your home or whatever, you say, well, all things work to the good. So somehow, maybe this is part of my purification purgatory on earth, whatever it is. And um, it gives you a confidence. It gives you a peace. Well, and when we do the enthronement, whether it's as an individual, one person living in a household, a couple or a family, uh, whether it's in a house, an apartment, a condominium, or even a nursing home, you know, or a school or business, when we do the enthronement, there's a relationship between your heart and the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, is that place, is that mm-hmm. dwelling made holy? Of course it's made holy, but the enthronement is over the people who live there. You I'm know? glad you mentioned you know, the business and that's, too, that's very Father. important because it's over the people who, who are there. And, uh, you know, as you guys are doing and so many others, you're moving. Well, the Lord's dominion over your hearts follows you. Mm-hmm. You know, is your home filled with memories? Of course. Um, is it made a holy place because you pray there? Of course. But the relationship between you, between you and the Lord is between two hearts, your heart and his. And so wherever you go, the Lord is there. And that's why it's good to renew that covenant and commitment when you move to a new place. What about that question that we just received, Father, about... When you move, is the old home still enthroned? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. No, because the enthronement follows the hearts who live there. Okay. Yeah, so when the people move, the Lord goes with them. Is that place still holy? Of course it is. That's Mm -hmm. where you prayed. But it's not like you have to abandon the Lord's kingdom because you're Mm -hmm. switching addresses. No, his kingdom goes wherever your heart is. And that's one of the things. Like, people have done the enthronement. They say, Father... I have had no benefit. It's like, well, was it just the act of praying in the home or did you actually offer your heart to the Lord? Hmm. It's like you have to make you have to make room within your soul for the Lord, just as you hmm. make room on the wall for his picture. You have to make room within your soul. And uh, you know, that's one of the things, um, while it used to be the case that every Catholic household had the sacred heart hanging mm-hmm. within its walls, well, the reason why over 10 to 15, 20 years that devotion fell out of way was because the people might not have to the degree they were supposed to be carrying our Lord in their hearts. We cannot leave the Lord on or in a picture hanging on the wall. We have to bring him into our hearts. That's you know so what? important. It, it bothers me when I hear, I, 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 I haven't found the image that I really like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, duh, Women just get Jesus up there. Oh, and I, I also think of that whole aspect where you say, it's not once and done. No, not at all. And that's, at what, all. that's yeah. what the gospel today is with Peter. It's, do you love me? Right. He didn't say it once. It was three times because we have to continue opening renewing up our it. hearts Absolutely. and renewing our love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and I, I I hear that all the time. I haven't found an image I like. And it's like, hon, every time I get in the mirror in the morning and I'm shaving and brushing my teeth, <laughs> it's like, I'm still waiting for that image of me that Tell I like, too. And you're like, come on, get over it. <laughs> Accept the Lord. Bring him in. You know, he had a beard. You know? so don't worry about it. And it's like, don't wait for perfection. Go for holiness. Jack and I had a picture taken uh, photography, and it, we said, this is terrible. And we <laughs> put it in the drawer. We, we don't want our children to even see this. We pulled it out in the movie. We said, this is pretty good. <laughs> Tom Father, changes our do you want to close us in prayer? Yes. And thank you for joining us in this hour dedicated to Sacred Heart as we enter into this month of June. Know that all of you who are listening and our supporters of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio remain in our prayers And we invite you to join us as we bring to a close this hour, but enter into this month for the Lord. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger, Comfort me in my afflictions, give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, 
your blessings on all that I do, in the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. WVSG Columbus, Ohio, turn up your faith. This is Valerie Zeno, a graduating senior at Bishop Hartley High School, Victory House Captain and President of the Pro-Life Club. This is St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820.